up, everyone? Welcome to the Big Ten Football Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Guggenheim, and we are here. Rivalry week, baby. Week 13 of the college football season approaches. Make sure to follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, share us on social media. We love to get your feedback, get your score predictions. Let me know how I'm wrong. Would love that. But we are here, guys. It's been a full season. Excited to finish this up on the week of Thanksgiving. It's uh, it's definitely an exciting time. Uh, we're going to get right to it. Let me, before, actually, I lied. I'm not going to get right to it. Let me just give you a rundown of what we're going to do on this pod. I'm going to go through all the games that I'm going to cover except for the game. And I'm going to explain a little bit more why in that podcast but this if you're listening to this it was released wednesday morning i'm recording this tuesday night right after the playoff rankings so i'm going to give you some reaction to the playoff rankings a bit and then that's going to be this pod it's going to be picks and the podcast or the uh, playoff rankings and then what we're going to do for the friday morning pod is going to be a, a more in-depth breakdown of Ohio state versus the Wolverines. You'll notice I'm not using the school's name for that team up North. And I explained it in the earlier podcast, just as, as a Buckeye fan, I have a lot of respect for the team up North, but I can't, I can't do it. It's like a curse word, man. I can't say their name, especially not this week. So to all, all you fans of, of that team, I love you. I respect you. Um, hopefully, I think you guys get it. It's hate week. So, um, but I'm going to do a, a, a big podcast. And part of what I want to do in that podcast is I want to talk a, a little bit about my own personal history with the rivalry, because I think there's a lot of people that don't understand what it's like to grow up in the, I'll use the, the, the word this one time, the Ohio State Michigan rivalry. And I want to give more context. Uh, I know there's a bunch of Penn Staters that listen. And, you know, I remember as an Ohio State fan going to Penn State and and being there for a while, they're like, where are your main rival? And I love you all. I love you all from Penn State, but you don't understand. And so I want to share a little bit about my own, even just my own history with the rivalry and then kind of go into some of the breakdown of that game, which is a big, big game. It, It is the biggest game of the year for the Big Ten. Uh, two versus five, uh, Big Ten East on the line, playoff implications, you know, all that stuff. And so I'm going to devote an entire podcast to that game and uh, I'm excited for it. And, but, but first, before we do that, I'm going to dive right into the picks. I'm, I'll tell you what I'm doing. And I did this last week and I, I thought it went really well. Instead of, I, I just have kind of the football scoreboard up for this week and the games that I feel like I know the most about included, and that includes all the big 10 games. I'm just going to give you my quick thoughts and a score prediction. And that that's basically what I'm doing here. And so we're going to start on Thanksgiving night. Uh, number nine, Ole Miss is visiting Mississippi state to seven thirty kick on ESPN Mississippi State is a one and a half point favorite, which honestly at first really surprised me. But as as I dove a little bit more into this game, 
I was surprised to see some of the stats and some of the, some of the scores uh, of previous games and common opponents. And honestly, at least over the past few weeks, it, it almost seems like Mississippi state is trending upward and Ole Miss is kind of trending downward. Uh, Ole Miss struggled against Liberty. Um, they, they won a, a, a good game. I think it was against Auburn last week. No, no. Auburn beat them. Uh, I'm trying to remember who they, uh, who they beat. I think they beat a ranked team just a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, they beat Texas A&M and that seemed like a really good win for them. Solid win. And then they honestly struggled a bit against Vandy last week. And so I, I don't know what to expect. Honestly, this game, I, 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 I assumed I would pick uh, Matt Corral and, and Ole Miss because I, I think Matt Corral's maybe the best quarterback in the country, uh, probably going to be the top quarterback in the draft, but Vegas has Mississippi state favored by one and a half. So that's just, again, it's a line that makes you say, huh? So I, yeah, Mississippi state runs that air raid offense under Mike Leach. Ole Miss's defense struggles against the pass. So I, I, I'm not a believer in Mississippi state. And so I, I feel like statistically and common opponent and all those things really speak to Mississippi state being the pick here, but I believe in game changers. And I believe that uh, in key players. And I, I just think Matt Corral is going to be too much for the bulldogs. I don't believe in Mississippi state. I really believe in Ole Miss. And so I'm going to pick Ole Miss. I'm, I'm going against, I think the numbers and the statistical analysis there. I think Ole Miss gets it done 31 to 27. I think it'll be a close game. Uh, but I, I think Lane Kiffin uh, gets it done there and Ole Miss wins the egg bowl. So that's, that's on Thanksgiving night, the day after Thanksgiving black Friday, we've got our first big 10 matchup. We've got number 16, Iowa at Nebraska so 130 kick on the Big Ten Network. Iowa is a one and a half point favorite. I was very ready to pick Nebraska for the upset because I, I think Iowa has just not played very well uh, ever since they, they got beat by Purdue. It just feels like their offense has stalled and they've struggled mightily. But Adrian Martinez is going to be out. I think Jojo Doman is out, has been out for the past couple of games. He's out for the rest of the season. Logan Smothers comes in. He's a freshman. I, I just don't think that's a good recipe for success for Nebraska. And Iowa's defense is starting to play better. They're getting more takeaways again. That's kind of been their, their, their hallmark. They're, they're, they're what they, their calling card. They, they've had a lot of interceptions, a lot of turnovers, so I think it'll be close. You know, I, I don't think Nebraska loses games by more than nine points. So I, I think Iowa wins by a field goal. I've got 20 to 17 Hawkeyes over the Cornhuskers. I think Padilla gets a couple of big plays down the field. And I just, I, I think Logan's mothers is going to get picked off two or three times in this game. And it's, it's going to be a rough one for Nebraska. Again, four, four quarter game, 
I think Nebraska is probably driving at the end of this game and Iowa gets a key interception to end it. Uh, three point game for the Hawkeyes. Uh, 3.30 kick on ABC. Number four, Cincinnati taking on East Carolina at East Carolina. This is in Greenville, North Carolina. Cincinnati's a 14-point favorite. I said on the recap pod, I am not betting against Cincinnati. I'm not going to do it. I'm done picking against Cincinnati. Cincinnati's going to roll. Desmond Ritter has been great. Honestly, probably should be getting some buzz for the Heisman. Um, but I think this is, this is a tough game for East Carolina. Uh, they give up 220 yards through the air. They give up over 160 yards on the ground. I think Jerome Ford has a big game, uh, this week. Uh, he's the running back for Cincinnati. I've got Cincinnati big 42 to 17, uh, Cincinnati big on East Carolina. Um, going to continue to impress the committee. I know East Carolina is not a power five team, but they're decent seven and four. Uh, I like them in that game. Uh, let's move on. The next game I've got here is on Saturday. And it is a game against two teams trying to get bowl eligible. Maryland at Rutgers, 12 p.m. kick on the Big Ten Network. Maryland is a one and a half point favorite. Both teams are five and six. Both teams are two and six in the Big Ten. I, you know, I think if you just look at the stats and look at the power ratings and everything, I think you would think Maryland wins this game. You know, they have the more explosive passing attack. Uh, They have a a legit receiver, probably a legit NFL receiver, Rakeem Jarrett. They have other guys that you just really, I, I would really believe in, but I don't, I don't trust Talia Tungalavailoa, I feel like he makes a lot of mistakes at the wrong time. Uh, and I don't, I don't trust Mike Loxley as the head coach. I think, I think if I were comparing, you know, if I'm just going to compare the two coaches, I think Greg Schiano will coach circles around Mike Loxley. And so I think the talent edge goes to Maryland. But Rutgers, you know, they try not to make mistakes. They, you know, even though they are a, weak, a weaker team, they tend to be more disciplined. They, they play with special teams. They win with special teams, tough-nosed, fundamentally sound defense, conservative offense. They, they, they can't do much on the offensive side of the ball. But again, Maryland's defense is not very good. And so I'm going to pick Rutgers in a close one. Again, I really believe in Greg Schiano. He's done a heck of a job. I think regardless if Rutgers wins or loses, I think this has been a heck of a coaching job by, by Greg Schiano and Rutgers to go to get five wins with that roster is insane. If they win this game and get to a bowl game, I mean, they should extend Greg Schiano for a lifetime because to get to get to 500 at Rutgers with this Big Ten uh, is is pretty remarkable. And they had they had a tough non-conference for, for Rutgers. They had a tough non-conference. So I've got Rutgers winning, uh, 23 to 17. So low scoring game. I think Rutgers gets a couple of, gets a couple of turnovers off of Tunga Vailoa and Rutgers goes to a bowl game. That's, that's my pick. Uh, next we let's, let's look down here. Iron bowl, 3 30 PM kick on CBS number three, Alabama, 
at Auburn. Uh, Alabama is a 19 and a half point favorite. Bo Nix is out of this game. And so I just, I don't see a pathway for Auburn to make this close. You know, Tank Bigsby has been good, but Bama is just too explosive. And Auburn does not have the horses to really keep up with the Crimson Tide. I think Bama big. I've got Bama 49, Auburn 20. Uh, I think Bama covers easily. This is going to be a rough game for Auburn fans to watch, uh, especially because Bo Nix is out. Also at 3.30 on ESPN, Oregon State at number 11, Oregon. Oregon obviously coming off that loss uh, to Utah last week. Uh, Oregon's a seven-point favorite. It's in Autzen Stadium. You know, Oregon State's had a really good year for, for, for them. You know, they're seven and four, which is, I think, just – really incredible i think their their defense has improved uh their rush their running game is really good they're balanced on both sides of the ball if you look at oregon they're also balanced uh balanced offense uh oregon slightly better defensively um so i it's tough i i think because oregon lost last week i think they're going to have oregon state's undivided attention I've got Oregon winning a close one. I think it's going to be close. Uh, so I've, I've got Oregon 28, Oregon State 24. You know, as as good as Oregon State's running game is, you know, B.J. Baylor has been really good for them, 1,200 yards, 12 touchdowns. I think Oregon's defense is just a bit more physical. And I think they're going to get a challenge from Mario Cristobal to say, hey, you didn't, you guys didn't play physical last week. Now you got to be physical. You got to be physical. You got to win the line of scrimmage. I think they respond big. I think they get back to the big, the big, uh, the Pac-12 championship. Rather, uh, I've got Oregon twenty-eight, Oregon State twenty-four in a close game. But I think being at Autzen Stadium really helps them in the Oregon Civil War uh, trophy game. So that's at three thirty ESPN. Also at three thirty on ABC, we've got Penn State taking on number twelve. Michigan State. Uh, Penn State is a one-point favorite in this game. And I agree with that. I, I think that's actually a good call. Listen, I Penn State, to me, when they play at their best, honestly, I still think is the second best team in, in the Big Ten. I know a lot of people might think I'm, I'm blowing smoke, but it, I, I think when Clifford plays at his best – He's the second best quarterback in the big tent. Now he, he, I mean, he is very hot and cold. So I'm not saying he is the second best quarterback. I'm saying when he plays at his best, he's the second best quarterback in the conference. And I, I think their receiving core is really good. You know, Parker Washington, uh, Keandre Lambert Smith, and obviously uh, Jahan Dotson. And then their tandem of tight ends, Brenton Strange. And there's another one that I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I think that's going to really challenge Michigan State's pass defense. I don't think their pass defense, you know, Chris Fowler kept saying last week how, how bad Michigan State's pass defense is. They're, they're not great, but efficiency-wise, they're not as bad as, as people would make them out to be. But still, I think they're going to have a tough time checking Jahan Dotson and all those other receivers on the, on the flip side, I, you know, I think Kenneth Walker 
you know, I think he can get a lot of good run against, honestly, an, an average run defense against Penn State. But the thing I'm concerned about with Kenneth Walker is that he was clearly not 100% against Ohio State. And I think that he might have tweaked that ankle even more. You know, Michigan State was already going to struggle in the past game against this secondary with Jair Brown and uh, Brisker and uh, Joey Porter Jr. Uh, all those boys, Tariq Castro Fields. I mean, all, I mean, you've heard me talk about them all year. Best back seven, I think, in the country. Uh, best secondary, I think, in the country. And no, no word on Jalen uh, Naylor. Jaden Reed came out of that game uh, hurt. And so you've got your, your top two wide receivers. Either they're not playing or you don't know their status yet. That's going to be a tough matchup for Michigan State. And that I, I believe in Mel Tucker. I think he, he is worth every penny of the $95 million that they're going to pay him over the next 10 years. But I think this is a really bad matchup for Michigan State. And I think – I think Penn State comes out. I think they, if they play their game, and that's the key. If if Penn State plays down and plays low energy, they'll lose this game. But I think this is the last game of the season. I think they're going to be up to play. They're going to Spartan Stadium. You know, I think that's going to be, I, I think they know that this is an opportunity for them to prove themselves to end the season on a, on a high note. I think Penn State wins 31 to 23 that sounds like a high number penn state only scored 28 last week against rutgers but i i just think we're going to see good clifford with that passing attack i i think that's going to be too much for michigan state's defensive backs to handle and i just don't think kenneth walker is right um right now with his health so i've got penn state beating michigan state by by eight in that game also at 3 30 on the big 10 network northwestern at illinois and i I, i'll be honest illinois is a six and a half point favorite this just feels like a game that pat fitzgerald's gonna win it just feels like you know illinois has had some big upset wins this this year you know they've played really well well at times you know obviously they they don't have the talent Northwestern has had a big down year. They've really struggled. This just feels like the game that Northwestern is going to pull off. You know, I think Evan Hall will get going. You know, Brandon Peters has played well at times for Illinois, but I think he'll throw a couple picks. And I think Northwestern gets it done. Low scoring game. Got Northwest, Northwestern 20, Illinois 14. Six point win for the Wildcats, and they end the season on a win. Both teams end up four and eight, uh, but Illinois will will finish ahead of them because they have the better record in the Big Ten. Also, three thirty FS one, the old Oaken Bucket, Indiana at Purdue. Purdue's a fifteen point favorite. I think it's going to be worse. Yeah, Indiana has got nothing offensively right now. It doesn't matter which quarterback they put in. I think Purdue's playing really well right now. Aiden O'Connell has been really, really good for them. Uh, Milton Wright really came on last week. Uh, another another receiver for the Boilermakers. He had over 200 yards, three touchdowns for the Boilers. I think Purdue blows out Indiana in the rivalry game. I, I've got Purdue 38, Indiana 
13. Uh, they cover. It's going to be a tough game uh, for the Hoosiers and a tough season for the Hoosiers. Purdue, on the other hand, eight and four. Uh, if they if they are able to win the rivalry game, eight and four. That's a great season for Jeff Brom. Uh, four o'clock kick on Fox. It is number 14, Wisconsin at Minnesota. Wisconsin seven point favorite. Um, I'll tell you, I'm tempted. I'm tempted to pick Minnesota here, but I'm not. I I think, you know, ever since Braylon Allen has come onto the scene, Wisconsin has turned into a very dangerous team, and you know, I think early earlier in this year, I was. I was very much, you know, hands off on the Badgers. And that was before I saw them play. I was like, they're not going to win the West. I think they're going to struggle. But Paul Christ, I think, really made some good adjustments. I think that he he stopped trying to make uh, he stopped trying to make Graham Mertz the centerpiece of the offense. And they found a freshman who can really run the run the ball well. You know, Braylon Allen, he's averaging, I think, over seven and a half yards a carry. He has 12 touchdowns, 1,062 yards rushing. Uh, He has been a major upgrade to Ches Malusi, just major upgrade to him. And that's not a shot at him. He just, he was never going to be that Wisconsin back that you're just like, oh, I'm terrified that he's going to get the ball 25 to 30 times. Braylon Allen, I think it's in six games he's had over a thousand yards. He has been every reason why Wisconsin has gone on the tear that he's that they've gone on. And so I I just don't think you know Minnesota has a remarkably a an underrated rush defense. I think they're allowing only ninety yards a game running. That ends this week. I think Braylon Allen runs up. 125, 130 rush yards. I think they control the game. And Wisconsin's defense, you know, Minnesota's defense is 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 pretty good. Wisconsin's is a cut above. You know, they they rate about as as well as you can rate. I mean, they're they're if you look at the the uh, the defensive ratings, S and P plus, FPI, things like that, they're a, a hair below Georgia. So that should give you a, a sense of how good Wisconsin's defense is. I think Wisconsin wins 24 to 10. I, I just don't think Minnesota is going to be able to do much against this Wisconsin defense. Wisconsin goes to the Big Ten championship. Uh, they, uh, they make it to the Big Ten title game. Last but not least, we've got the Bedlam game. Number 10, Oklahoma at... Number seven, Oklahoma State's uh, 7.30 p.m. kick on ABC. Oklahoma State is a four-point favorite. And Oklahoma State has has really been under the radar, you know, and I, I, I have not had a lot of respect for them. But if you look at their stats, you look at what they've accomplished, they're, they're a good football team. You know, they, their defense is one of the best in the country. They've only allowed 82.6 yards per game rushing, uh, only 260 yards uh, in general uh, per game. And they're going up, honestly, against an Oklahoma team that, that's limping, right? So they beat Iowa State, but if you, you know, if you look at that game, you know, Iowa State's been inconsistent, and then 
Caleb Williams, who, who was the starting quarterback in that game, he had 80-some yards passing, threw a pick. He was very effective running the ball. But, I, you know, the, the explosiveness that I thought the Sooners would have this late in the season just has not been there. And so I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I, I, you know, when I first saw this game, I was like, oh, the Sooners are probably going to win. I'm going to pick Oklahoma State. You know, I think Warren, the tailback for Oklahoma State, he's steady. He's averaging a hair under uh, five yards of carries, 4.9 yards per carry. So, you know, not great. But I think they they churn out, uh, you know, churn out a ball control offense, grind out a win. And, I, you know, I think they get to the Big 12 championship game and they lock Oklahoma out of the Big 12 championship game for the first time in, like, I think eight years. So I've got Oklahoma State. I think it's, it's a low-scoring game. I've got Oklahoma State 20, uh, 21. No, uh, I'll say Oklahoma State 20, Oklahoma, Oklahoma 16. I think it's going to be a close game. But I just think Oklahoma State's going to get enough turnovers to be able to, de- to defeat the Sooners and Bedlam. Uh, it's going to be a tough game, but I-, I like the Sooners, or I like the Cowboys to get to the Big 12 championship game and, and face off with the Baylor Bears. So that those are my picks, aside from, obviously, the big game. When we come back, I we will talk a little just a little bit about the playoff show and and the reveal of the rankings in a moment so we'll be right back with the big 10 football talk podcast welcome back to the big 10 football talk podcast we are talking about the playoff reaction and i actually don't hate the rankings this week i think it's the first time in a long time that i was like wow i actually think they did a good job but i'm i'm gonna start actually at the bottom because you know i said on the recap show the bottom often influences the top. And so the the first thing, if you look at the rankings that really shocked me, Mississippi state isn't there, which I thought was just staggering because they've been in it, you know, I think two or three out of the past four weeks and they, they won. So I was just really, I was really shocked that they, they booted Mississippi state out. And, you know, Arkansas stayed in, they dropped four spots. I think they're the, they're the only four loss team ranked. I thought that made sense. I mean, they, they hung toe to toe with Alabama, which I didn't expect them to do, but I thought them being at 25, I thought that was, uh, that was a fair thing. You know, as, as much as I've lamented about SEC teams getting benefited out, they had them 21 and they lost by seven to the now number three team in the country. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Houston's in at 24. They stay the same. Clemson jumps into the rankings at 23. I thought that made a lot of sense. Um, they beat Wake Forest by three touchdowns. And honestly, you know, as, as rough as Clemson's offense has been, they're eight and three. Uh they have an outside shot of getting to the ACC championship game. It'll take a lot for that to happen, but 
I think you look at their roster. I think you, you know, obviously their record eight and three, they're, they're not the highest ranked three loss team in, in the country at all. I, I think that's a very fair ranking right now for Clemson. Uh, Texas San Antonio at 22. They stay at 22. I'd like to see them higher because they're undefeated, but I can understand why they're as low as they are. They, I mean, they almost lost to UAB. It's, it's hard to justify ranking them higher, quite honestly, the, the way that they're ranking. You know, if we're, if we're talking about just strength of, of the record itself or the, the cleanness of your record, then I think they, they have an argument to obviously be a lot higher. higher. Uh, San Diego State at 21, they dropped two spots. I'm not sure why they dropped. Uh, I think they had a close win, but, I, you know, they're 10 and 1. Good for them. Good for the fighting Brady hoax. Um, can win there. Couldn't win at the team up north. Uh, NC State is 20. I, you know, it makes sense. NC State beat Clemson. They have the same record. Uh, I'm, yeah, it's weird to see NC State anywhere near top 25 rankings, but you know, good for, good for the Wolfpack. Good for them. Uh, the Utah Utes move up four spots to 19. I'm kind of surprised they didn't go higher. I mean, they drilled Oregon and, you know, you, the, the couple of the teams ahead of them, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure it makes sense. Uh, I, I would have put Utah higher. Um, 18 is Wake Forest. I, who have they beaten? Pittsburgh is at 17. Again, who have they beat? Uh, well, Pitt beat Clemson, but I, yeah, that, the ACC just is just hard to figure out because there's, I think Pittsburgh is the highest ranked ACC team. Yeah, they're the highest ranked ACC team. There's four of them in the top 25, 17, 18, 20, and 23. That, I guess, it's just hard because the ACC has gotten just beat by bad teams. You know, Pitt got beat by Western Michigan. Uh, you know, Clemson, well, Clemson got beat by, uh, got, has gotten beat by all ranked teams, but yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to figure out how to, how to rank the, uh, the ACC contingent. Number 16 is Iowa at nine and two. They, they go up a spot. 15 is Texas A&M. They move up a spot. Wisconsin, who is the highest three loss team in the playoff rankings is 14th. Um, and I actually think it might be too low for them because they're playing lights out right now. 13 is BYU. I, I you know, they have a couple of good wins, but the rest of their schedule stinks. Um, they play a bunch of unranked Pac-12 teams. Number 12 is Michigan State. Not surprised to see them fall as, as far as they did. Uh, Oregon is at 11. They fall eight spots after getting just, pulverized by utah makes me think that the committee really didn't value doesn't really value utah uh all that much um because they you know i think you could have you could have justified oregon being ahead of honestly ahead of a number a number of teams but i i think between oregon between oregon looking suspect against some lesser opponents as well as maybe them not respecting Utah. I can see why they, they had Oregon plummet a bit. 
Um, Oklahoma 10, uh, they still just do not buy Oklahoma right now at 10 and one. I, and I can understand that, but yeah, it, I'm surprised how they ranked Baylor. Um, cause Baylor's eight, they're nine and two. Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's just tough. Cause I, I don't know how I feel about them ranking a two loss team ahead of the one loss teams, but I kind of get it. Oklahoma's 10, Ole Miss nine, Baylor eight. Um, I agree. I, I mean, again, I, I really like, I, I think this poll is the best poll they put out, um, this year easily. Uh, Oklahoma state is seven. Notre Dame is six. The team up North, the Wolverines are five. Cincinnati is fourth. Bama three. That's, that's the big one. I am. I, I was shocked that they put Bama three. Because if you look at their resume, you know, they, they beat number nine Ole Miss. That's a, you know, they beat them by three touchdowns. Uh, they lost to number 15, Texas A&M. And they beat our, oh, you know what? Actually, from a resume perspective, it's not that good. I, it's, it's, it's about the same as Ohio State. So I can, I can understand it now that I think about it. Um, yeah, they beat Ole Miss. They lost. Uh, to number 15, Texas A&M. You know, I just realized, I think there's only one, two, three, four, five SEC teams in the poll. Okay, so that's, all right. So that, that actually makes a lot more sense to me. Um, but Alabama three, they jumped Ohio State all the way to two. And then nobody's surprised by Georgia being number one. So a few takeaways here. One, I, I'm less confident that a two loss Bama team can get in the playoff. If, if, you know, if there's other teams that are worthy ahead of them. So, you know, if Bama loses to Georgia close, say Oklahoma state wins out in, in the big 12, I'm not sure they don't pick Oklahoma state uh, over Alabama at this point. Um, because especially with, if Oklahoma state beats Oklahoma and then Baylor, then that's, I mean, that's a pretty good finish to the season. Um, at that point, I, and I, I'm not so sure that Oklahoma state doesn't get to the three seed because that is if, if, if every, if chalk wins out. Um, so I think it's very clear that if there's a big 10 champ with one loss, they're either going to be the two seed or the one seed, depending on what happens. It'd probably be the two seed regardless. Uh, I think Cincinnati's in great, in great shape. Like, I don't think Cincinnati at this point is going to be passed up. Um, the, the only way that they might get passed up is if Bama beats Georgia and Oklahoma State runs the table. Because that then means, do you, do you leave Georgia out? Do you leave Oklahoma State out? Or do you leave Cincinnati out? And I think that's going to be a tough, a tough call. Um, Notre Dame has an outside shot. But I, 
I have a tough time. The college football nerds, I, I reference them a lot. They made a good point. It's going to be hard justifying a spot for Notre Dame when they're not playing on championship weekend. Like you almost would think they'd put a two loss Bama in over Notre Dame because Bama had to go and play number one, Georgia. I don't know necessarily agree with that line of thinking, but I, I can, it's not a, it's not an invalid point. I, I actually appreciate that, that take. So I'm not sure Notre Dame can get there because they're going to be sitting at home. So yeah, I, overall, I think it's a great, it's a great poll. I think Cincinnati at least has the appearance of controlling their own destiny. I, I believe they do get to play Houston in the AAC championship game uh, in a week, which I think that's big for them because Houston right now is a, they're a ranked team. And I, I'm pretty sure that's who they're going to face. Yeah. Cause I think it's, I think they face uh, it's the top two teams. I think that end up playing in the AAC title game. So I think they'll play Houston and that's two top 25 team, or that'll be a, another top 25 team for Cincinnati to, to kind of pad their resume, but it's going to be, it's going to be tough. It'll be tough coming down the stretch. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a great poll. I think it is uh, the best one that they've put out. Um, that That's going to do it here for the big 10 football talk podcast. This is your host, Zach Guggenheim. Appreciate you guys listening. Hope hope you guys uh, appreciate the pod. Let me know what you think about the poll and what you think about uh, what you think is going to happen next week. Uh, thanks for listening and God bless.